This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at K.com slash True Fans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's about to go. This is the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast, where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should, because I'm sick to this, this the, the real deal. And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bills. Turn it up to the max, sit back and relax. This the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Let go! What is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into this episode of the uh, Buffalo Nerd, brought to you by Minute Media and Fansided. This is your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. This is going to be the week nine phase report. And I believe the saying is, um, we came, we saw, we con- wait, no, we didn't conquer. We didn't, we, we lost, we, we lost. In fact, we, we took a pretty ugly loss. I, I thought I'm, I'm glad that, um, you know, I don't put down my thoughts immediately during the game or after the game because they wouldn't have been good this week. But when you go back and look at this, it was a terrible loss to a team that you shouldn't have lost to. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any other way around it. I mean, you're a 16 point favorite, which in the NFL, that's too big of a number for the most part. And I talked about that earlier in the week that I don't always agree with that, but either way, you didn't even get to 16 points against a team that's been struggling and not winning games. Um, so this was, this was rough. This was, this was not a good win, a lot, a good loss. I mean, a lot of the stuff coming out after this is the Jaguars had players had quite a bit to say about the lack of intensity from the team, um, which is a little troubling. Um, looking at it, it was kind of ugly, but when you, when you go to the stat sheet and you look at everything, we still dominated in like every category except for turnovers and sacks, um, which ended up costing the game in this scenario, you know, where we couldn't offensively get it going. But there was plenty of opportunity to still win this game, even at the end of it, um, minus a lot of bad calls, you know, and some terrible decisions by our quarterback, uh, you know, at times, um, you know, and just the play calling looked off. The offensive line, obviously, I don't think – it took me two minutes to talk about it probably because I didn't really want to have to talk about it. Cause that's technically, I think the big root of the trouble here, but there were some other pieces to the puzzle that despite that we still could have won this game. So like we do every week, you know, we kind of just are going to look at each side of it and offensively. I mean, when you're the number one offense in a ton of categories, uh, you're putting up nearly 40 points in most games. When you see this team come out and have such a hard time, it's pretty stunning and offensively they didn't look good. Uh, they couldn't get, they couldn't get the run game going. Um, just it was, it, it looked like the game plan was to have Cole Beasley kind of be the guy 
I mean, he was banged up last week and the, the game plan is to come in and he's the guy that's banged up. It just, it didn't feel right from the get go. Like something was missing. And why aren't we just using Diggs and Sanders who should easily handle these guys on the outside? So it all came to a head very quickly when we realized the offensive line couldn't stop them, period, dot, end of story. Uh, and they weren't getting any push whatsoever. I think I saw the stat was like 0.22 yards before contact for the running back. Um, that, that means the dudes are getting pushed back into them. So not a good day for the offensive line. Uh, not a good day for the offense in general. But realistically, they still converted 6 of 15, 301 yards. I mean, they ran almost the same amount of plays that we kind of typically have been running so far this season. I mean, average yard of gain was 4.6, another low, low week for us. Um, again, outgained them though. And, uh, you know, so there was still opportunity there, but offensive line troubles are a serious concern right now. Um, the red zone woes continue. Um, it, for such a high powered team, uh, when it gets tight, they still haven't found the way. And, um, I, I, I think that stems mostly from the kind of lack of love of the run. Um, because you think most teams that get down in there, they'll run and they'll run and they run and they make short things happen. And then they, you know, they not hit these little short passes or whatever, but it's still not right for us right now. Uh, offensive line, Cody Ford had a rough day. Uh, I, I don't know that the rest of the offensive line has an excuse other than they just got handled. It seemed like in that, in that game. Um, but is there a bright spot on the offensive side of the ball? Um, I don't think so. Not really in this game whatsoever. I mean, there is a multitude of things that could have changed this big time, you know, that, Gabe Davis catches that little runner at the end or at least kicking a field goal potentially to go into overtime. Uh, Josh going on the fourth down and one uh, was the b bad read. I mean, it, it wasn't a quarterback keep. That should have been Singletary's ball. He probably would have ran six, seven, eight, nine yards. Who knows even more um, when we only needed fourth and one. Big drop by Beasley early on uh, in that game, too. That was a good 20-yard completion. I mean, there was there was some errors for sure uh, that, you know, we still could have found our way through this and won this game offensively. But the run game couldn't get going. Um, you know, Zach Moss goes down again. Uh, there's just there's something didn't feel right offensively. We would get a big play, and you would feel like we'd, we should just push and push and go and go and use this pace and get moving. And Dable never got going, and uh, we let them settle back in all the time, and I think that really hurt us in this game. Um, so offensively, there's... I don't know if there's something internally going on. Um, you know, you'd like to believe it's just the offensive line, but this has kind of been the jumble thing we do, and we've still been putting up like 40. Um, so Dawson Knox missing apparently seems to be the biggest piece of the puzzle at this point because we're still running the same kind of setups. We're in the same looks, um, but we're not running the same routes with the tight end that we would be with Dawson Knox. So hopefully Dawson Knox is back soon because he apparently is the key to this offense, being able to run this kind of like simple like setup that they want to run. He needs to be able to be out there. So this, this offense, they've got work to do. I mean, plain and simple. I mean, the offensive line, you know, hopefully getting called out. Everybody's been called out. Everybody's been saying the right things. We will we'll get it handled. It's on me, this, that, and the other. Well, I hope so because this was supposed to be one of the easy ones and we, and we took some hits there. So defensively, you can't say anything bad. I mean, they gave up nine points, uh, third downs, that two of 13. They gave up 218 total yards. I mean, <laughs> this defense is like 
if you're supposed to win games that your defense only gives up nine points now on this side that their other defense only gave up six, right? So we, we took the loss, but by no means was this on the defense whatsoever. Poyer continues to play game, great game. Hyde came down. Uh, the loss of Teron Johnson, I, I'm nervous about that. We'll see how long that's uh, going to take place. Hopefully he's back real soon um, because Teron Neal, he didn't have a great game, but he didn't do anything like terrible, but the Tron Johnson is a, a really good player and he fits the scheme and allows us to do what we want to do. So um, him coming back is going to be a big piece to the puzzle. But besides that, they, there was nothing that the Jaguars did that like phased this team. Um, now granted we had a missed field goal in there too. So they would have technically had 12 points. Um, but still this defense looked legit. It looks legit. Um, the pass rush wasn't really there and, you could complain during the game and think that, you know, things were happening, but we got a turnover. I mean, you got a couple, you got a sack and a half in there. Uh, the run, run game was not effective. The pass game was not effective. Your defense did everything you needed it to do. So asking for maybe a little more, like a little blitz, a little more pressure instead of just sitting back and letting them try to, you know, kind of pick you apart a little bit. Uh, you know, I felt like there was opportunities to maybe get after him a little bit more and maybe cause that potential big extra turnover late in that game that apparently we needed, um, I, you know, but typically, I think Leslie, you know, he plays defense the way that he's anticipating the offense to play, that the defense just needs to do just enough to keep this thing close and they'll take care of it from there. And realistically, I believe that that's typically how this would work with this team, but it didn't pan out this week. But by no means did the defense play bad. Um, I actually thought Mario Addison, um, he popped off the screen. He did obviously have the sack, and but he, he looked like he was having a good game. Jerry Hughes uh, caused that fumble early on in that game. Levi Wallace... Uh, and now, granted, this offense wasn't really doing very much, um, but he had a good game as well. I mean, th- there was nothing wrong with this team defensively of what we did. Um, could we have gotten to him a couple more times? Maybe. Uh, and that would have been helpful. But besides that, we were in the backfield. We were tackling. Uh, Edmonds had a little trouble in the, you know, in the cover this week again, but that Agnew kid is, le- he's legit. He's a very good player. He's probably underutilized in that offense there. They draft, you know, Travis Etienne. But I think that Agnew is already that guy. They just haven't really found the way to get him in. He's kind of that McKenzie like that we have in our offense where you can move him around. And um, he would be a guy that if he was available moving forward, I would be, the Bills should be into him because he's that type of player that you can, you can move all over the place and he's got speed. Um, so he gave Edmund some fits and he lost on a couple of those battles. So it wasn't his best game. But defensively, I mean – Minus the 12 penalties that this team had as a whole, that was the big the big negative out of everything. The defense did nothing wrong. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll take nine points in a turnover every week, a couple sacks, and, and just doing their thing. I mean, that I think is going to win for us most of the time. But it didn't in this case, you know, unfortunately. Special teams, uh, I mean, Bass... Two for two. Um, you know, he just, he just does his thing. Um, you know, obviously, I was... I, after seeing him kick for 57 last week and it looked like it was windy there. Uh, one thing that kind of bothered me about this game was when we were at third and seven and, and you know, for me, I felt like it was four down territory either way that you were going to try to get five, six yards and then go that we didn't have that play in place to move immediately. And then it ended up being terrible and it was not a good play altogether and it didn't end well. But I think even at that point, um, I would have been comfortable just letting Bass go, just let, let, let him go for it the way he's been playing. And the the other kind of bummer of this one, which, you know, Hack had to punt some more in this game. You know, he, he did a good job. He didn't have any troubles. Um, you know, nothing great, nothing terrible. Good game for him overall. 
the bad thing about this was this was the probably the best week that we've had where the return game was on point with special teams this week. We hadn't really seen that yet this season. McKenzie had three, four good returns and actually set up this high powered offense, the best that had been set up all season and we still couldn't pull it off. So uh, the special teams all in all had, they, they had a good game. This was truly just, if this offense converts, even just that Gabe Davis catch at the end of the game uh, that, you know, on the little rollout that he kind of drops on the move and it wasn't a great pass or anything like that, but if that's converted, Odds are we're in overtime, and I th- I think the cream does rise to the crop. You know when we get into that overtime period, because we were doing everything we needed to do. So it it was close. So the offense uh, was really the kind of just missing key. The defense and the special team had had great games. I think if they do that again this coming week uh, up against the Jets, that we're going to be very happy with the result. It just didn't pan out in this particular week against the Jaguars. Like I just, I'm still a little bothered by it and watching the video of them celebrating afterwards. And, you know, I, I put this out there that, that we have to recognize as the, as the bills that some of these teams were playing, especially these teams with these losing records, like the opportunity to knock us off is going to be like a Super Bowl victory for them. So we have to treat each and every game. Like we're going into the Super Bowl because they're coming for us. Uh, you know, we saw that they're, they're pumped when they beat us urban. Meyer, if I have to watch urban Meyer ever again, fist pump about beating the bills, while he's the coach there, it's going to be the, the worst thing on the planet. It's, it's and like, just, it was not a good look. Minus the L period, just the way it all went down and to who it was against. And I think you heard uh, Greg Sala uh, in his interview, if you caught that, uh, for the Bills going up against the Jets this week. One of the things they asked him, you know, what are you anticipating? What are you expecting? And he's like, well, I'm expecting an angry football team, right? Because they just lost to a team they shouldn't have lost to. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how we come back because out of this bye, offensively, it hasn't looked great. I mean, we got 26 the previous week, but it was a struggle. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't perfect. And this week was definitely even worse. So the Jets are coming off of the buy or not the buy off the Thursday night game where two weeks ago against Cincinnati, they looked legit on defense. And then the last week they got handled by the Colts who we are going to be playing here real soon too. So this is a big, important game to reset, um, get this thing figured out. Uh, because moving forward, you've you've got a stretch that was supposed to be easy. It also doesn't doesn't look easy with New England nip, nipping at your heels. You've got Tampa Bay. You've got New Orleans. You've got the Colts who are putting up you know big points again right now. And Jonathan Taylor looks legit. So there's a storm coming in front of us if we don't get this squared away and get this figured out. And whether that's just Spencer Brown comes back great and that that fixes it sure uh, i thought that offensive line against kansas city played well um, and that was without feliciano who looks like he's going to be out a little longer but <clears throat> cody ford cannot be in the lineup or uh, there needs to be some way to protect him way better because it, it's just it's not clicking right now and he wasn't ready for that situation and i i can't imagine that if he's in the lineup that every team isn't going to go after him moving forward if that's the case so either way it, it's a it was a it was a ter- terrible week not only was the loss a loss, the game was was just ugly, right? I, I would have rather lost in a blow, like 34 to 37, like shootout to them or something, or at least scoring points or whatever. But it was an ugly game, ugly performance. We got to bounce back, and this is a division opponent now, and this has turned into a tight race. So you you absolutely have to win. I think I read today that nine out of the 11 AFC teams are, are, over, nine, are over 500. So there's not many teams that are performing poorly in the AFC, and you just lost to one of them. You're coming up against another one. So you got to really uh, be prepared. So do I think it's the end of the world? No. Was it gross and ugly? Yes. Um, 
Should we bounce back? Yes. Uh, will we? Yes, I think we will. But that's all I'm going to do uh, this week for the week nine phase report. Just hit the three phases. It, it wasn't much to talk about. It was kind of a gross game all around. But uh, make sure you guys look out for Friday's episode when we do the preview for the upcoming game against the Jets. I got Jay Spence, the king from the code of conduct con code of conduct show and the hump day hotline over at Buffalo Rummings is going to be joining me this week. Um, so make sure you guys tune in for what we're going to be uh, chatting pregame, you know, about what the bills need to do moving forward against the jets this week. So uh, make sure you guys too are also heading over to Buffalo lowdown. That's Buffalo W down and over at Buffalo nerd.com to make sure that you guys are checking out everything I'm up to and you know, everything that Brandon and Aaron and Steven and all those guys are writing over there. Uh, they're putting out a lot of good work and uh, keeping you guys up to date on stuff. And they got a lot of good views and opinions. So make sure you guys are checking them out over there. And of course, go bills. You just listen to the Buffalo nerd sports podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe. So you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out.